Coming up in this episode, we'll be talking about old-time biker publications. You know them as Easy Rider, Chopper Magazine, and a couple of other random thoughts. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Got a question for you. Have you ever been injured? No, I'm not talking about your most recent paper cut. I'm talking about a motorcycle riding type of injury that wasn't your fault. Now, if you've been injured, you better call Dr. Brad Bradshaw, 417-333-3333. You know, insurance companies are going to act aggressively in defense of their clients. That's their job. But Dr. Brad Bradshaw's job is to fight even harder to make certain that you receive the compensation you deserve and make your lives whole again. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. And be sure to save his number, 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, physician, surgeon, and lawyer. And he's a writer himself. Now, not to get all sappy on you, but I love writing in the Ozarks. I really love writing down into Arkansas. You know, Missouri and Arkansas rides... They can't be beat. No matter where you ride, do yourself a favor and go buy Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Plus, their red level technicians can help keep you riding. Seriously, go check them out online at heartlandhonda.com. Or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. As usual, I have with me Randy. Screw you guys. I'm going for a ride, Lewis. What it do, Cletus? Nothing. Nothing. Just, just, just hanging out. So wanted to talk a little bit about something different today other than just the same old, same old. You remember, well, you're kind of young. Maybe you do. Maybe your dad's magazines. Easy Rider magazine, oh. Chopper magazine. I thought you were talking about Back- a different type of magazine. But that's okay, a, we can go that's that That's a different too. show. <laughs> it's a different show. But uh, those are those were great publications. Now, as a kid, I watched, I looked at them because they had boobies in them. Oh, my gosh. Then that's I grew the up and they had, I noticed, hey, these guys got motorcycles in there, too. <laughs> Now that you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't, I'm going to be honest right out of the gate. I don't even know if they publish these anymore. Is it, I mean, online they do. Yeah. See, that's the, but that's I like the, the tactile part. of having a magazine, you know? Yeah. Me too. So whatever happened to them? Honestly, it's the freaking the new age, new era, you know, everything's the interwebs. Yeah. Everything's digitalized and everything's, you know, at your, at your accessibility from your smartphone. Um, you know, they're just, 
losing money hand over fist printing paper catalogs out you know i mean think about how much money it costs to put something into print and something that irritated the shit out of me which you know yeah i'm young everybody gets that but i loved easy rider cycle source way back when um there's a couple other ones are kind of just shithead magazines but you know that's the ones you really think of is like easy rider okay see when they first came out and it was a good thick magazine now this is going to seem weird to people but i judge a lot of stuff on how much content is in there as far as magazines go so when i pick up a magazine i'm looking for how much shit is in there how much stuff do i actually care about that's in a magazine and i just like magazines period you know i'm not a big book reader you know i'm not sitting in my smoking jacket and leather chair reading novels don't knock it i'm uh (laughs) i'm leaning over an engine or a greasy counter somewhere looking at a mag thinking you know what's hot what's next what's new um and just i just like it you know just mm, i guess my personality my whatever i'd much rather look at a magazine than look at my smartphone on you know everything like that i like to be able to feel it touch it look at it and Honestly, it's just exciting getting a new mag in the mail. You know, you got another month to just absolutely abuse that thing, reading it front to back, looking at all the pictures, where are these people from? I don't know. So that's just me. So anyway, back to what I was saying, I guess, is the content of it. You know, used to, magazine was a good, thick magazine, you know, somewhere around 60, 80, maybe 100 pages. Now they're 30, 40 pages. They're thin as shit, and a third of them are filled up with advertisement. So from my layman's perspective, it seems to me just like they had to sell so many damn ads to support funding their magazines and printing these things. that They lost all their content, lost all their fun. You know, it was, this is a product built by these people. There'd be like two or three bike features or something like that in it. They'd have a two, three, maybe a four page spread. And it just, in my opinion, just kind of lost all the aesthetics of badass biker magazines and let's face it nowadays that it's the bottom line the dollar bill and it's a whole lot cheaper to just produce something content online oh yeah and then it is to put out a magazine it was just getting to be too costly to produce yeah. all of the stuff and the return wasn't what it was worth think about it what what's a magazine sell for used to you know you get one for Buck 3.99 well, yeah, well that, that's my, a year or two ago yeah, yeah, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, like today's day, I mean, I remember within 10 years, they used to be like three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Now the things are like freaking eight, nine bucks a mag and they're a 40 page spread. I mean, it's just, in my opinion, garbage, but I still look at them. I still love getting them. I still, you know, go to the newsstand, if you will, to see what's the newest thing and the next thing, but they're getting fewer and far. Do they between. still even produce easy rider magazine? No, not the, not to my knowledge. I, think, I haven't seen it on the... I think it's been a year or two um, since they finally said, just screw it, we're done. Can't keep up with the Joneses here. You know, there's not as much draw to it. Um, and I guess it's demographical. You know, if you go to the West Coast, I'm sure there's still Easy Rider freaks because they just... There's the style of motorcycle out there. It's a lifestyle, you know. Inner city's always going to have those chopper dudes, those bikes like you would have seen in Easy Rider. Indian Larry, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all those old school builders like that, you know. Um, but now, you know, Cycle Source has taken over. They do a lot of stuff. There used to be uh, Iron Horse, um, Backstreet Choppers. There's about three or four other ones that were producing mags like that. Um, 
now with anything, which I don't know. I don't know these people that own these magazines or run the companies or any bullshit like that. Okay. I just hear from what I hear, you know, from customers coming in and I've got one customer that's been a religious subscriber to, I think it was Backstreet Choppers and they do this run called the Great Smoke Out. Um, from what I take from him talking about it is, you know, a, the majority of the people, they ride state to state down the, I think maybe South Carolina or some crap like that. He was talking like, you know, it in theory is amazing ride. It's all like rigid, all old school bikes. You have to ride them. You don't trailer them. You don't do any of that crap. Well, you know, he shows up on a, a street glide and I guess he just got raped. He just raked over the coals just outcasted and they treated him like garbage because he was on a street glide just riding the ride not he didn't join in as far as like you know pay to do the rides and get all the back scene stuff it was just you know loves motorcycles dudes probably rode more motorcycles than most of them put together um at the time he had like eight bikes something like that he just took his street glide on it because he's like gosh 50s Maybe sixties, early sixties. Oh my cow. Yeah. That, that old, huh? Yeah, and yeah, that old. <laughs> and he I think he took his wife with him too. So, you know, in his mind he's she's twenty five. Yeah, mama. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I don't know. He just stuff like that, I guess, is what turns me off is people get these egos. Um, and you see it not always, but like one of the cool parts of magazines were always the editorials you know you get two or three guys writing an article or a story in the beginning of each one and if they're interesting people you know their stories are interesting or if you can get the feeling like they've actually lived what they've said and put into these articles that they write out you know that that's cool you know it's intriguing it's get your mind thinking or you think there's another like-minded person out there that feels the same way that you do well then you get these hard-ons that are egotistical and they're you know, want to show how badass they are, how cool they are. They're really doing something because they're in this magazine and, you know, just ruins the whole feeling of it mm-hmm. for me personally. I don't know about everybody else, but yeah, there's an old term called a poser. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, 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 don't I, I hate that. I just don't. Know. Me too. I do. And if that's the way that some of these people really were, you know, it's, it's freaking disheartening to go it out is. there and talk all the shit you're going to talk and, act like you know everything there is to know about it and you're on the heartbeat of motorcycling and chopper riding and all that crap to then think that you're not it's just it's a lie and nobody likes that but um it's just magazines to me were a staple of i guess more more now i guess a generation you know before all the tech crap started happening before the internet blew up in the mid 90s you know, that's how you got your news. That's how you got what's happening around American motorcycling. That's how you got what's cool. Now everything is instantaneous. Right. Exactly. I long for the nostalgia, though. Me too. And that's what I love about it. But uh, no, it's just I remember being a kid. You go to a mechanic shop and there's a stack of mags there while you wait. Usually some old man smoking freaking chain smoking cigarettes in the corner. And that's all you had to do is wait on your car to be fixed or whatever and you looked at magazines he usually had some calendar up with half naked women on it like the old shop calendars yeah 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 you know just that to me is so appealing you go to some bars and you know there'd be a magazine or two laying around like that's what was a comfort for so many people in my opinion i think you know it was you know was magazines pick them up look at them read them and something that was so cool about magazines 
Um, and this is this is maybe to jump subjects. I don't know, but you this know, is random thoughts day. Talk about what you want. I don't want to hear about your hemorrhoids, but other David, than that, let's go. David freaking man. He's like a superhero dude, right? You know, I I want to believe that all these paintings and stuff that he did, whereas his alter ego, you know, because they all it's always the same guy, you know. Well, most of them, you know, same looking dude. But uh, think about that, you know, magazines alone. How many motorcycles did that freaking guy influence? You know, you built motorcycles around what you saw in a David Mann painting. You mean like the one right behind me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I actually know a little something about David Mann. Now we can get into something that maybe I can contribute to a little bit. Yeah, you know that he was dreamy, like long walks on the beach while listening to motorcycle sounds and holding. There's something hands. inherently wrong with you, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Dropped on your head multiple times. You talk about being askew. It's me. Well, David Mann is one of my heroes. Kansas City boy. He is. He was born in Kansas City way back in 1940. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that? What's that? Which I could be wrong, uh, in, and maybe I am. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set it out there. If my memory's right, September 11th, 1940, die September 11th, 2004. I 64. remember. Yeah, I remember being a senior in high school. That's gonna date me, mind you. 2004. September 11th, everybody's, you know, talking about... Wait a minute, you were a senior in high school in 2004? Yeah. My daughter had already graduated. Yeah. Hey, look, I might be a new model, but I've got a lot of miles. You on got me. an old soul. Yeah. That's the only reason we're talking to you. But I remember being, like I said, going back to the senior, everybody's like, oh, 9-11, 9-11. I'm like, shit, did you guys hear David Mann died? Uh-huh. You know, that was important to me. You know, not that our country's not and September 11th and all that. Granted, you know, roast me on the fire later, but freaking, I was like, son of a bitch, you know, David Mann died. You know, there's still people out there that don't have a clue of who we're talking about. That's Though if you saw his paintings, you go, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah that yeah, guy. Yeah. And you know, he iconic did, motorcycle artist. Exactly. He didn't do just motorcycle stuff either. You know, he's very good at a lot of stuff you bet. as far as painting goes. It just happens to be that the motorcycle art was oh, what man. really put him out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of his paintings usually have a just an amazing background and then some dude on a badass chopper, you know. You know, he got started painting custom cars? Yeah, actually, I did know that. Believe okay, it or not. I'm going to try to come up with a little fun facts. See if you don't know. you got to tell the truth. I'll tell the truth. It will be unseemly if you told the lie, because I'll find you. Do I look like a liar? Anyways, here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pop quiz, those David Mann. Two, those are the only two things I know about David Mann, by the way. <laughs> Kansas City boy, and he painted custom cars. He was a founding member of a Kansas City motorcycle club. Do you know what club, club that was? Man, I don't know what club he was a founding member of. I know a couple of clubs from that time, but I don't believe they were David Mann style. He was a founding member of the Kansas City chapter of the El Foresto. No MC. joke. Did not know that. Yep. And who is their uh, partner club? I would have to say the Goose. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll give you half a point. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you got part of it. When he left Kansas City, went to California around 59 he had just graduated high school. 
Okay. And uh, at that point, he wasn't even involved with motorcycles. It was all the car culture for him. Huh. Okay. Uh, he got involved with the motorcycle culture in Southern California uh, just Easy from being to exposed do. to it all the time. By the way, you know this probably, but if you don't and you're listening, you can go to our website at ozarkrides.com and on the homepage, there's a pretty cool interview of David Mann there. You can so you can catch it all from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and find no out what place. he was like. I tell you, how sick would that have been, though, to just been able to sit down and hang with the guy? You know, maybe he wasn't interesting. Maybe he was. I know there's a shit ton of people out there that met him. You know, I'm just a baby in the realm of the world, but I just think it'd be just ridiculously rad to sit down and hang out with the dude for, you know, an afternoon, get a little drink, do whatever, but just sit and chill with a guy that, you know, he'd seen it all in my opinion. Oh yeah. From the beginning. You know, talking about rural America, Kansas City, which yeah, now it's a big city and all that. Crap. But at the time, but back in then, it wasn't as big as it is now. No, you know, going from Podunk, then going out to Southern California, and then seeing the bike and the car culture in Southern California in the freaking sixties and seventies. I mean, come that's on. when they made the really cool bikes. Not that they're not cool now, but yeah, come dude. on, man! Like that is the mecca of the coffin tanks and things like that. Yeah, just. I don't know. It would have just been an amazing time period to grow up. Now, he had mentioned that, so. that most all of the paintings he had done with uh, motorcycles, they were based upon actual people he knew, with yeah. the exception of one. Oh, you know which one it would have been. I'll tell you this. I'll give you a little hint. It was his most famous painting. Would it be the one where he's riding on a chopper and there is a Well, you got to narrow it down a little more. Hang on, hang on. He's riding on a chopper through the desert. I can't remember what the name of this painting is, but there's a cowboy running next to him that's obviously Pony Express rider. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only one that's not based on a real person. The actual painting is called the Ghost Rider, and uh, he had said that he put the Pony Express rider there because, in his mind, the Pony Express rider usually was an orphan, a young kid that didn't have family. And was just out there, tough as nails, balls to the walls. And the person on the motorcycle was just a dichotomy of everything in his mind to what a real motorcycle club member or rider was at the time. It's my favorite painting. Yeah. He's got a ton of them. There's one that I always remembered, love, and it's like a clubhouse. There's shooting pool, and there's just women and dudes all over this place. Shooting pool, like just how wild it would have been to been at a clubhouse. That's one of the ones that I like the most. Yeah. But I've always liked those. It, it depict, ones. Depicting the lifestyle of the, of the motorcycle yeah. club in the sixties and seventies yeah. and to some extent still today. Yeah. To an extent. Still today. Yeah. Do you know who discovered David Mann? Who's thought, thought he had talent? No, I don't even care. I guess I just like David Mann. You will was. care. Who was it? Is the name Ed Big Daddy no, Roth? Ed Roth. Damn it. I should have known that. I forgot that they were in cahoots, like, from early. Ed Roth, yep. Yeah, and if you don't know he, who Ed Big Daddy Roth is, just stop, yes, the, stop yes, the podcast yes. now and go away. Yes, I should have known that. I'm, I'm not. I used sure. to have Rat Fink t-shirts. Oh, man. You know, and all of his other uh, characters that he painted yeah. with the, the, the hot rods and things like that. Yep. All the other little garb and all the other little, I mean, you could still buy Rat Fink like coffee mugs and little Rat Fink action figures now. Gosh, Ed Roth, another one of those dudes would have been just absolutely cool to be chilling with. Yeah, 
It, it would be. David Mann is also in the Motorcycle Hall of Fame. He was educated at the Kansas City Art Institute. Yep, I did know that. Being a Missouri boy, you gotta you kind of know some of that little stuff like that, especially if you're into the motorcycle stuff at all. But obviously, I'm not a David Mann expert. But there's so much interesting about the guy, you know. They still have an annual uh, David Mann Fest. It's uh, in Ventura, California, every year. Really. But David Mann was really cool. I liked his stuff. I still love his stuff, and uh, he will forever be in the hearts of most bikers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, you know, you can't go around motorcycles anywhere from the 60s to the 90s and not know who David Mann is. And honestly, you know, no bullshit aside, not be influenced by David Mann. I mean, he was not a motorcycle builder, but he is one of the most influential people in motorcycle history just literally from the connection that you made with his paintings. Yeah. Paintings. And I would really encourage you, if you don't know the name, you certainly know this, his work. Get online because you're apparently not going to be able to get the Easy Rider magazine, which he had a spread in every month. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you look up his stuff. Most badass painter out there, which it just is crazy to think that this guy is so in tuned with how a motorcyclist should be, which I know he rode, but he was a painter. A painter, okay? Mm-hmm. Influencing all these motorcycle decisions in the magazine world, in the show world, you know, every realm of motorcycling in some way, shape, or form was influenced by something that David Mann done as a painter from Kansas City, Missouri. Like that's kind of cool. Seriously. Very cool. That I mean, that right there, you could be you could be the most badass bike builder ever, right? Mm-hmm. But you're never gonna be as David Mann badass. No, because David Mann, through his work, will live forever. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, a bike, uh, yeah, it may live for a while, and people go, did you see that bike? But after a while, it's going to end up in a barn somewhere. Yeah. Uh, American Pickers are going to find it on one of their episodes. <laughs> right. And use it for parts. Exactly. Everybody's going to be able to one-up a bike build or rip your idea and put it into theirs and twist it, but no one's going to be able to redo David Mann paintings. No. And if it will, if someone does try to be the next David Mann, they'll never succeed because they will always be compared to David Mann in what he does. I encourage somebody to try because I'm always looking for the next, uh, you know, guy to come up and, and do something cool. Bring back magazines, bring back paintings like that, bring back the aesthetic and the nostalgia of what motorcycles really were, not are, were. So coming up, let's tell people what we're thinking about. Let them uh, a little peek inside the window or inside the door of what we're wanting to do with this podcast coming up in the next season. Yeah. So I'm always stuck in the past with the shit that I like, but the future is so intriguing. A little teaser we will be doing, hopefully, um, progression of the podcast and the website, OzarkRides.com, with, I'll just say, there's going to be an involvement with cardo headsets i'll just tell them we're going to do podcast while on the bikes live <laughs> on the road yeah yeah and we'll take a specific ride we'll pick out a ride map from the website from Ozark rides yeah and then we'll just do that ride and do a live podcast from there at the same time while recording it recording videotaping it, it in uh 360 degrees there you go any of you see suckers out there to get the idea to do it too just know that we had it first yeah <laughs> yeah, so what we're going to do is, oh, Craig Alicious here is going to have a 360 camera mounted to his, probably his forehead. But uh, 
And then he's going to have a system. I'm going to have a system. We're going to be able to talk back and forth between each other. We're going to have probably camera set up on the rest of the bike just to get a, a plain view straight. And then the 360 is going to cover the whole trip. So this is going to be multifaceted. Okay. First, you're going to get to have a podcast, which who doesn't like podcasts, right? Um, second, you're going to get to see a video of the ride and hear the podcast. And then third, on the webpage, you're going to see a video of that ride. So if you're thinking about doing one of these specific rides. Say the pig trail. Yeah. You're going to get a go on there, watch the video, see what the ride is about, see if you like it. You know, hopefully it doesn't discourage people from taking it and making them feel like they've actually done it. Right. And but, then and then they'll also at the same time being able to listen to our nonsense and babble. Oh, about yeah. what we think of this ride and that particular turn or yeah or watch know. out for this or yeah you know holy. or keep up yeah no shit that's what you'll be saying to me keep up you slow guy so it's just going to bring a little bit more texture to what we're doing okay right now you get to hear our horrible voices talking about god knows what but now you get to see it you get to hear the motorcycles you get to feel like you're right there on a bike rolling going on the ride with us with us yeah and with the new 360 cameras Right. It's not just static one particular view. We can swing around and look at everything. Right. You know, that's what I always hate about some other guys that always want to video rides. You almost have to cut the noise out because they mount a camera right down there by their engine. And that's all you hear is the engine and wind noise. And it points forward. And then they're looking, talking about something that you saw on the sides. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't even see it. Saying. Well, yeah. actually, I before I ever got the uh, 360 camera, I have a video on there of the Talamina Scenic Ride, which in my opinion is probably the best ride in all of the Ozarks. But it's a hike. I mean, you got to go way down to Mena, Arkansas to get to it. Yeah. And I've always wanted to redo that video because it's a GoPro static looking straight ahead. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell from the video how glorious this yeah. ride is because it's along the ridge of this mountain. And to each side you look out, it's like you're riding across the top of the Colorado Rockies or something looking over these vast valleys and mountain yeah. peaks. See, that's amazing. It's amazing. So get to see that from a bird's eye view almost and think yeah. about how much more amazing it'll be, you know? So very exciting, super, super exciting. And if that. some of you are out there thinking, hey, that's a cool idea, we're going to steal that idea, fine. We can't stop that. Yeah. But you heard it here first. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know. Just this spring is so intriguing to me. Looking need, forward to it. Yeah, I need to get my ducks in a row, and we'll make all this stuff happen. But yeah, you got to get your bike running. Easy now. I own like <laughs> nine motorcycles, okay? I'll be able to come up with a bike to go well, on that's you say so. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to have to step out on faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can borrow one from Heartland Honda. Hey, you never know. So, what do we say? It's all about riding, so get out there and enjoy it.